this might cause some worries and anxiety in our hearts. But let us see what the Bible, what the Word of God advises us how to deal with our anxieties, with our worries, with our concerns. In the letter to Philippians, chapter 4, verse 3 and 4, St. Paul says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Each one of us has a concern, or maybe he needs a request, or there, there is something to worry about in his life, maybe regarding career, finance, health, children, marriage, or even your own spiritual life. And history records for us that even the righteous people have concerns and worries in their life. In the Old Testament, we have Hannah, Samuel's mother. She was concerned because she was barren and she didn't have children. Jacob was concerned about his life and that's why he fled to his uncle Laban because he was afraid from his brother Isaac. Elizabeth, John the Baptist's mother, was concerned also because she didn't have children. And many, many others, they have worries and concerns in their life. But those people, they turned their eyes to God, to the Almighty, trusting because he is the Almighty, He is the Pantocrator. Then He will do everything to them that pleases Him. And we as Christians, in similar situations, we, should, we shouldn't get worried or we shouldn't have anxieties, but we should listen to the words of St. Paul, be anxious for nothing, be anxious for nothing. For anything, nor worry about our concerns or needs. Wow.
Many, things, many times the Lord Jesus Christ rebuked the disciples because of their lack of faith. He told them several times, Why are you fearful, or are you of little faith? If we believe that we are God's children, and we trust that God will provide for all our needs and all our necessities, and He will answer all our requests, then there will be no room in our hearts for worry or anxiety. In the parable of the sewer, of the sower, some of the seeds fell on ground full of thorns. And when the Lord Jesus Christ interpreted this parable in, in Luke chapter 8, verse 14, he said that the thorns are the worries of the world. He said the thorns are three things, the cares and the worries of the world, the pleasures of the world, and the riches of the world. So when we worry, or when we are concerned, these like thorns will choke the word of God in us, and will make the word of God unfruitful in our life. That's why the word of God that falls in our heart and is supposed to bring forth fruits in our heart can easily be choked if we have worries or anxieties in our life. People who trusted in God, they did not worry. Daniel, in the last day, didn't worry. The three young men in the furnace of fire, they did not worry. St. Paul and Silas in the jail in Philippi, they didn't worry. And also St. Peter in Jerusalem, in jail, did not worry. David the prophet says, even if I walk in the valley of shadow of death, I shall fear no evil because you are with me. But again, it's very difficult. I have all this list of requests and needs and wants. How can just I forget about all these things and be anxious for nothing? يعني بولس الرسول بيقول لنا لا تهتموا بشيء. ليه؟ لأن الهم ده أو عملات الهم ده خطية. كانت في ترنيمة تقول خطية إنك تهتم، خطية وتعول الهم، خطية يسوع تنساه وفي بيئة تطلب سواه. تطلع إلى الغلبان وتأملها يا إنسان. هل سمعت طول عمرك واحد منها مات جوعان؟ فعلا العوالم الهم ده ده خطيه، خطيه عدم الايمان. الانسان كده اللي يعول الهم ده انسان مش 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 ثقه في ان ربنا ده راضي بالكل 
وما ربنا ما فيش مجال للصدفة ما فيش مجال كده إنه ممكن حاجة تخرج عن إرادة الله كل شيء بحكمة صنع وحتى الشر اللي موجود في العالم ربنا ممكن يحوله للخير لأن كل الأشياء بدون ما يستثناء تعمل معا للخير للذين يحبون الله عشان كده بولس الرسول بيقول لك ما تهتمش بشيء حتى ولو الدنيا كلها اتقلبت من حواليك ما تهتمش الهنا ملجئنا وقوتنا ومعيننا في شدائدنا التي اصابتنا جدا لذلك لا نخشى اذا تزعزعت الارض وانقلبت الجبال الى قلب البحار مهما حصل حواليك الانسان المؤمن لا يهتم لان وصف ربنا وعبده بس يجي سؤال مهم بس انا عندي مخاوف وعندي حاجات بتزعجني ازاي ما اقدر انسى كل الحاجات دي ازاي شخص ان انا انساها ولا اهتم بيها فيجي بولس الرسول يقول لنا حاجه جميله قوي هي سانت بول بروفايدز ا سوليوشن هاو تو ديل ويز اول اور كونسيرنز اند ويز اول اور وورز سانت بول سيز But in everything, what does he mean by everything? In everything that you are concerned about, in everything that you worry about, instead of being anxious about it, instead of worrying about it, in everything, by prayer, supplication, and thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. So instead. Of worrying about these things, it is easier to let your requests be made known to God through prayer, supplication, and thanksgiving. So, if you want to worry about something, present it in your prayers. Offer it to the Lord in your prayer. That is the right way to deal with it. Because the worry will not help you. As the Lord Jesus Christ told us, Who among you, if you worries, can add one cubit to his stature? So if you cannot even can make one hair of your head white or black, then why do you worry? But submit your requests. Let your request be made be made known to God. God's a doctor. God the Almighty, God the All Power, and then the Almighty will do whatever is good in His own eyes. And we should remind ourselves with the promises of God. God promised us in Matthew chapter seven, "Ask, and it will be given to you." See, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened. It's very simple. Let your requests be made known to God. But here, I want to warn you from a wrong assumption that God already knows everything, and God knows what we need. So, why should we pray? Although it is true that God knows all our needs, 
but he still wants us to ask for them in prayer. Do you remember when the Lord saw the paralytic man on the pool and was paralyzed for 38 years? What did he ask? What did he tell him? He asked him, Do you want to be healed? So God wants to hear your request for you. God will not intervene unless if you ask him and you become persistent in your uh, prayer, then God will answer your prayer. There is a story about St. Anthony the Great and his struggle with demons. After the demons had beaten St. Anthony up, leaving him almost dead, he cried to the Lord, asking him why he had deserted him and given him over to the demons. But the Lord reminded St. Anthony that he didn't call upon the Lord during this tribulation. And St. Anthony learned the lesson that during the most difficult moment, we shouldn't expect that God will intervene without we praying or we asking Him. Yes, He is all merciful, but He will not intervene in your life against your own will. That's why you need to pray and you need to ask the Lord and God will intervene in your life. And here St. Paul is saying you need to use three methods of prayer to present your requests to God. Prayer, supplication, and thanksgiving. And I will speak about these three different types of prayer. فبولس الرسول بيقول لك بدل ما تبقى قلقان على بعض الامور في حياتك قلقك ده مش هيفيد زي ما سيد المسيح منكم بيقول ومن منكم اذا اهتم يقدر ان يزيد على طمته صراعا وحفظا او مين فيكم يقدر يجعل شعر من راسه بيضاء او سوداء فيكون احنا ما نقدرش اذا نطلب من ربنا ونحط البطن امام ربنا بالصلاه والدعاء مع الشكر لتعمى الطيبات قدام الله. ولازم هنا نقول له ربنا عارف، يعني ربنا لازم انا اقول له لا ربنا عايز يسمع مني. زي ما الانسان المفلوج المقعد البلد وانا 30 سنه قال له اتريد ان تقرا؟ اكيد يا رب انا ايه اللي على الدنيا دي؟ ايه اللي معدت مني 30 سنه هنا لو انا مش عايز اقرا؟ ربنا عايز يسمع صلاتي. ربنا عايز تقول له ايوه يا رب انا اريد ان اقرا. ربنا مش هيتدخل في حياتك بدون ما تصلي وبدون ما تقول كل علشان كده مره قديس الانبياء بولس الشياطين ظهروه ودرجوه يعني على مدرحه فانبياء بولس بعد ما فات قالوا ليه يا رب كده؟ ليه يا رب سبتني؟ الشياطين بيضربوا. فربنا راح قال له انت ما قلتنيش لو كنت قلتني كنت جيت. فالانسان لما يكون في ضيقه يطلب ربنا ادعيني وقت الضيق انقذك قبل ما تجيبني. لما تكون قلقان في حاجه يقول لك حتى كسرت همومي في داخلي 
تعز بيانتك في رأسيس نفسك وقديس بولس رسول قدم على ثلاث أنواع من الصلاة بيستخدمها في تأتيت الضغط الرجل بالصلاة والدعاء مع الشكر يضرك الفرق من الثلاث حاجات دول Prayer is a means of communication with God by which we present and transmit our requests to God, letting Him know what we need. But in order to pray according to the will of God, there are five requirements for a perfect prayer. The first requirement is the place. It's important to have a place dedicated to prayer. The Lord Jesus Christ in the Sermon of the Mountain said, But you, when you pray, go into your room, and when you have shut your door. Although many people interpret this verse symbolically, but the Lord Jesus Christ also meant it literally. Praying needs a quiet place where we can communicate with God without any distraction, where we can concentrate on our relationship with Him away from any worldly engagement. That's why the Lord Jesus Christ, He went to the mountains and deserts and solitary places in order to pray and to communicate with his father. Unfortunately, nowadays, this prayer dedicated place has been replaced by any place. What do I mean by this? Many people get satisfied by praying only in the car or at work, place, or while we are carrying our duties. Although it is good to pray at any time and everywhere, but this shouldn't be all we pray. We must have a special place for prayer in which we communicate intimately with God. Also prayer, the second requirement, needs a time, a time that is dedicated only to God. Now, in our life, while there are many, many forces competing for our time, do we find time for our Creator? Do we find time for God? God, about whom St. Paul says, we live and move and have our being in Him. So if we live and move and have our being from Him, then is it too, is it too much to dedicate some of our time to the Lord? And when, when we dedicate time to, to God, we need to dedicate quality time. Because if you give God any time in your life, this may make your prayer weak and ineffective. David 
early when I seek him. And when he grew this prayer, he said, seven times a day I praise you because of your righteous judgment. And he ended by saying, but I give myself to prayer. And Psalm 109 verse 4, but I give myself to prayer. We said perfect prayer needs place, needs time, also needs words, the words of prayer. And we have a problem here, as St. Paul says, we don't know what we pray for as we ought. We don't know. That's why the best words that we can use in prayer are the words of God Himself. If we use the words that are inspired by the Holy Spirit, then we will pray according to the word of God. That's why the church used the book of Psalms in prayer. What is Akbaya? Akbaya is really the book of Psalms. In order to pray with the words of God, the words that are inspired by the Holy Spirit. As David says, my eyes are awake through the night watches, that I may meditate on your word. I may meditate on your words. Many people, they don't like to pray with the book of Psalms. And they prefer to uh, pray with, your, with their own words. But believe me, there is no better prayer than praying with the word of God. Saint Mary, when uh, she prayed and she praised God in her magnificent, in Luke chapter 1, Actually, you will find every sentence St. Mary said in her prayer was a quotation from the Old Testament. Every single sentence. So when she prayed, she prayed by what? By the words of God. By the words of God. St. James is warning us by saying, you ask and do not receive because you ask and miss. But when we pray using the word of God, at least we are assured that we are praying according to the will of God. So prayer needs time, needs place, needs words, and also prayer needs a teacher. The disciples went to the Lord Jesus Christ, telling him, Lord, teach us how to pray, as John the Baptist taught his disciples. So, we need to learn how to pray. And the best teacher, it definitely is the Holy Spirit and the Holy uh, Trinity. St. Paul says in the book of Romans, book of Romans, likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weaknesses. For we do not know what we should pray for as we ought. But the Spirit Himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. We need to pray before we pray, asking the guidance of the Holy Spirit to guide us how to pray according to the Word of God. 
to teach us how to pray. In the midnight hour, we say, grant us alertness in order to stand, in order to understand how to stand before you and offer to you the appropriate sociology and grant the forgiveness of our many sins. So we ask God to teach us how to pray and how to offer Him the proper sociology. Also, it is the responsibility of parents to teach their children how to pray, Sunday school servants to teach their students how to pray, clergy to teach their congregation how to pray. So prayer needs time, needs place, needs words, needs teacher, and finally prayer needs willingness. Many times we feel the desire to pray, but however, there is a big difference between the desire to pray and the willingness to pray. If this desire is not followed by willingness, then it will never be fulfilled. And Satan uses all means and ways to keep the desire to pray unfulfilled by promoting laziness, preoccupation with material things, or weaknesses, a weakness of the flesh, or even by reminding us of our sins in order to prevent us from praying. And if we keep listening to keep listening to his suggestions and recommendations, then we will yield his enticement and we will discover that gradually we will not lose only our willingness, but also we lose our desire to pray. That's why when you feel moved to pray by the Holy Spirit, this is what we call the visits of grace, the visits of grace. Whenever you feel moved by the Holy Spirit to pray, respond willingly at this moment to this calling and pray and ask God. And then you will reap the fruit of praying and the Holy Spirit will work more inside you. This is ولكن 
ابتدى ينمو في الصلاة لغاية لما قال سبع مرات كل يوم سبحت على أحكام عمل ومن السبع مرات دي كان فيها نصف الليل وبعد كده ابتدى ينمو في الصلاة لغاية وجود دائم في حضرة الله أما أنا فصلاة فالصبع عايزة وقت عايزة مكان عايزة كلمات لما أقصرت كده في ناس تقول ما فيش كلمات ولا رقم أو تقول كلمات من الكلمات اللي هي كتبت بوحي الروح القدس كلمات موحى بها من الرضاية نصلي كان عندنا كنيسة أيضا تعلمنا أن حتى الواحد هو في طريق الكنيسة يصلي يقول مزامير زي في العهد القديم كان في مزامير يقولوها اسمها مزامير المصاعد لما تقرا كده في سفر المزامير يقول لك في مزامير اسمها مزامير المصاعد، ايه مزامير المصاعد دي؟ مزامير المصاعد دي صلوات يقولوها هم صاعدين الى الجبل الى الهيكل عشان يعبدوا ربنا. ده نوع من انواع الصلاه بالصلاه بيهيئوا نفسهم علشان يصعدوا الى الجبل ويصلوا. مش كده الواحد هو جاي الكنيسه ممكن يقول مزامير زي فرحت بالقائلين لي الى بيت رب نسلم. زي واحده سالت ما رب واياها التمس. أن أسكن في بيت الرب كل أيام حياتي. زي طوبة لما اخترت وقبلت ليسكن في ديارك للأبد. زي مسكتك محبوبة أيها الرب إلى القوات تشتاق وتزود نفسي للدخول إلى ديار الرب. كل المسامير دي تهيئ قلب الإنسان إلى الصلاة. الصلاة محتاجة معلم. تلاميذ مرة قالوا لسيد المسيح يا رب علمنا أن نصلي كما علم يوحنا تلاميذه. عشان كده دي مسؤولية الآباء قدام مدارس الاحد الكهنه ان هم يعلموا اولادهم وشعبهم وتلامذهم حياه الصلاه. ايضا الصلاه محتاجه اراده لان ممكن يكون عندنا الرغبه ان احنا نصلي لكن الاراده مش موجوده والشيطان بقى يضعف الاراده بالانشغال او بالكسل او بضعف الكسل او بتذكيرك بخطاياك والانسان شويه شويه يفقد حتى الرغبه لكن لما يجي لك اللي بنسميها زيارات النعمه النعمه تفتقدك وتحس كده ان انت عايز تقف تصلي انتهز الفرصه دي ما تضيعش حاجه كده الواحد يحس في قلبه ان انا مشتاق ان انا اصلي دلوقتي ما تضيعش الفرصه دي استجد في الحال وقف وصلي لان دي هتديك فرصه كبيره ان الروح القدس يشتغل فيك ويغيرك فالصلاة تحتاج إلى معلم، تحتاج لإرادة، تحتاج لكلمات، تحتاج لوقت، وتحتاج لمكان. Supplication is the spirit or the mood of humbleness with which we pray. Supplication is entreating the Lord, is begging the Lord. We know that we are not worthy. We are dust and ashes, but we, when we stand the Lord, we take Him and we ask Him to listen to our prayers. The Lord Jesus Christ was praying in a spirit of humbleness and supplication in Gethsemane before His crucifixion. He knelt and prayed fervently and humbly. That's why in the letters of the church, we repeat the sentence 
Jesus asked me, God the Father, the Pantocrator, the Father of our Lord, God and Savior Jesus Christ, we ask you to treat your goodness for lover of mankind. All this introduction, in order to entreat the Lord, to tell him that we are unworthy to stand before you, but we are appealing and pleading with your mercy and with your compassion. That's why, if you noticed, the priest stands on the corner of the gate or of the gate of the altar. He doesn't stand in the middle. Why the priest doesn't stand in the middle but stand at the side of the altar? Because he is taking the position of a beggar who has no courage, no boldness to ask, but through supplication, through humbleness, he is entreating the Lord and presenting his requests to the Lord. So when we present our request to the Lord, we should present it not as a right granted to us, because we have no right, we have no boldness, but we are entreating and appealing to the mercies and compassion of the Lord. Frustrations and repugnance are another form of humbling ourselves before God and asking Him with humbleness. Persistence in prayer is another form of supplication. And the Lord Jesus Christ praised the widow that was persistent in his request with the unfair judge. And here, the Lord wants to illustrate to us the effectiveness of supplication in prayer. And if this unjust man gives this woman, this widow, what she wants because she was persistent in her prayer, how much God, our merciful Father in heaven, will grant us our supplication when persistently present our requests to Him. Will the Rasul Is 
زي مثلا قلب الظلم والارمان وربنا قال لنا كده ان كان قلب الظلم ده انصف هذه المراه بسبب مجاكتها افلا ينصف الله مختارين الصالحين اليه ليلا ونهارا وهو متمهل عليهم ربنا عايز نصرخه ليل ونهار قلت كده لا اتركك ان لم تبارك The third form of prayer that St. Paul instructed us to use to present our requests to God said prayer, supplication, and thanksgiving. Giving thanks to God for granting us our requests is very, very important as praying for the request itself. When the Lord healed 10 people from leprosy, only one person returned and thanked him. And the Lord wondered about where are the nine? Which means the Lord is expecting us to return back and to give him thanksgiving. The, there are three verses in the Bible that we should do continuously. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 16 to 18, we read, Pray without ceasing, rejoice always, and give thanks in everything. So, these three verses means we need to pray all the time without ceasing. And also we need to rejoice all the time, rejoice always. And we need to give thanks in everything all the time. Is there any relation between these three verses? Yes. Or three commandments? Yes. When we pray, God will answer our prayer. So this will bring joy to our hearts. And when we, we rejoice, we will express this joy in thanksgiving. We thank the Lord. And how we thank Him in our prayer. So prayer leads to joy. And joy leads to thanksgiving. And thanksgiving leads to prayer. And thus the person will pray without ceasing, rejoice always, and give thanks in everything. Many times we pray persistently, ask God to answer our prayers. But when God grants us our requests, we forget to give Him thanksgiving. Saint Isaac the Syrian says, There is no uh, gift without increase except the one without thanksgiving. We need, if the Lord granted us our requests, then we need to give thanks to Him. Joy and thanksgiving will never find their home in the heart of someone who is full of grudge, complaint, and lack of forgiveness. الإنسان بيشكر باستمرار ربنا يديله أكثر وأكثر ليس المعطية بلا زيادة إلا التي بلا شكر مرة سيد المسيح شفى عشر من مرض البعث رجعت واحد عشان نشكره واحد بس سيد المسيح قال مش في عشرة طهروا فين التسعة فين التسعة سيد المسيح مش متوقع الشكر بتاعنا أو مش محتاج الشكر لكن ده واجب علينا 
عشان يبين ان احنا فعلا في علاقة حب مع ربنا. عشان كده الثلاث وصايا اللي ارتبطوا بكلمة كل حين هما الصلاة والفرح والشكر. قال لك صلوا بلا انقطاع. اشكروا في كل شيء. افرحوا كل حين. لأن الصلاة بيجيب فرح لما أصلي وربنا يسيب صلواتي ببقى فرحان. ولما ببقى فرحان الفرح بقى عبر عنه في شكر ربنا. فلما أشكر ربنا أشكره في الصلاة. فالصلاة بتجيب فرح والفرح بيجيب شكر والشكر يؤدي إلى الصلاة وبالطريقة دي الإنسان يعيش في الصلاة الدائمة والفرح الدائم والشكر بلا انقطاع. طيب القديس بولس قال لك سان بول سيز بي أنكشس فور ناثينج. أن انستيد أوف بيينج أنكشس let your requests be made known to God through prayers, supplications, and thanksgiving. And what is the result? The result and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. This is the gift and reward of praying. And if the peace of God surpasses every understanding, this means it is indescribable. Nobody can describe this peace. St. Paul experienced this peace in jail in Philippi and wrote his epistle about joy. And he said in this epistle, rejoice in the Lord always. Also, St. Peter experienced this peace in the jail to the extent that the angel had hard time waking him up to deliver him out of the jail. Stephen's first martyr experienced this, faith, this peace, and that's why his face was shining like an angel when they stoned him. And all the martyrs were very happy during the times of their martyrdom because he had the peace of God that surpasses all understanding. But here, I want to tell you something very, very important. It is not necessarily the case that when we pray, God will answer our prayers. Nor is God under any obligation to grant us all our requests. Nor is peace is contingent upon answering our prayers. St. Paul did not tell us that when you pray and you let your requests be made known to God, God will answer your requests. He did not promise us. But he promised us what? He promised us that the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will keep your heart and mind in the Lord Jesus. Because God has his own reasons and explanations for granting or withholding our requests. St. Paul himself had a thorn in the flesh, and he prayed three times about it. However, God's, God's response to St. Paul, my grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. God did not grant St. Paul his request, but he granted him his peace that surpasses all understanding. So, although St. Paul 
never got rid of the thorn in his flesh, but he enjoys the peace that surpasses understanding. That's why he says, therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities and reproaches, in needs, in persecutions, in distress, for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Uh, so, St. Paul did not guarantee, not confirm fulfillment of our requests, but what he did guarantee is the peace of God that surpasses our understanding and also the protection of our hearts and minds. Why? Because when we are worried, our heart is uptight and our mind is preoccupied with all the thinking. That's why he said the peace of God will keep your hearts and mind in Christ Jesus. يسلم حياه ربنا ويعرف ربنا في الباطل. النتيجه ان سلام الله الذي يفوق كل عقل يحفظ عقولكم وقلوبكم في المسيح المسيح. وهنا عايز اقول لكم ملحوظه بولس الرسول ما قالش لا تهتموا بشيء بل في كل شيء بالصلاه والعقل مع الشكر حينئذ ربنا حينفذكم في الله ما قالش لكن قال إنه ممكن ربنا ما ينفذش الطفلة بتاعته. يمكن في الحكمة الإلهية ربنا ما ينفذش الطفلة بتاعته. فمش لازم إن ربنا ينفذ الطفلة بتاعتك علشان تأخذ أنت السلام الإلهي الذي يفوق كل عقل. لكن القديس بولس الرسول وعدنا بحاجة إن سواء ربنا نفذ الطفلة بتاعتي أو ما نفذهاش لما صدر ربنا اللي هيحصل؟ سلام الله الذي يفوق العقل يحفظ عقولكم وعقولكم في المسيح. القديس بولس مر بنفس التجربه كان عنده شوكه في الجسد مرض. يقول لك من اجل هذا تضرعت ثلاث مرات انا فارغت. بولس ده اللي كان بيعمل معجزات. ده اللي كانوا بياخدوا مناديل من على جسده كانت تشفي الامراض وتخرج الارواح الشريره. مع نفسه ما قدرش يشفي نفسه. صلى ربنا. ربنا قال له قالوا لا تكفيك نعمتي لان قوتي في الضعف تكفي فقد سلامه بولس الرسول قال لذلك اصر بالحال في ضعفاتي لكي تحل علي قوه المسيح لانه حينما انا ضعيف فحينئذ انا قوي سلام الله الذي يفوق الضعف فمش شرط ان انا لما اطلب طلب من ربنا ينفذهاني ولازم اتعلم ان انا اقبل من ربنا ايوه واقبل من ربنا لا لما ربنا يقول لي لا على طفله معينه ما تزعلنيش لان ربنا عارف مصلحتي ولو انا بثق في ربنا انه عارف مصلحتي ليه ما تزعلنيش لو ربنا قال لي لا لكن الحاجه المضمونه ان انا لما اقدم صلاه لربنا بالدعاء والشكر ان سلام الله الذي يفوق العقل يحفظ عقلي إن عدد الإنسان اللي بيكون قلقان على موضوع تلاقوا أكثر جزئين بيتعبوا عدد هو العقل والقلب، العقل من كتر التفكير يقول أنا مش قادر أنام من كتر التفكير، الموضوع ده شغلني مش عارف أنام إزاي، وقلبي يقول لك حاسس بضيق بضيق جوه قلبي، ليه؟ لأنه متضايق في موضوع شغله، عشان كده قال لك سلام الله 
الذي يفك العقل يحفظ عقولك وعقولك في المسيح يسوع. لا تهتموا بشيء بل في كل شيء 